What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Finding Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Bonhorn, and I'm sitting beside uh, the co-host, Michael Benvenuto. Michael, what's up? Hey, Mark, what's going on, man? I'm doing well. Yeah, man. Beautiful, beautiful Monday here for us. Monday morning. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Great Monday. Coming off a strong running week. I know uh, you and I were both getting after it. And, uh, you know, what we're really excited to talk about is uh, just to give a little intro to a two-part interview that we've been doing with uh, Alex Buck, um, who is a, a friend of yours. Why don't you kind of just talk about how we ran into him and, and got him on the pod and then we can give a little info to the to the team on, on what they're going to see over the next few podcasts. Yeah, so I was I was on my bike trainer uh, when I was still cross training a lot, and I threw on this podcast. Uh, Nima Delgado, he's this guy that I kind of like. He's a, a vegan bodybuilder, and he's he's a great bodybuilder, great just great wealth of knowledge as it is. And uh, Alex was a guest on his podcast, and I thought, man, this guy's so like positive and happy and like i felt better after listening to his podcast i felt inspired and i thought man i gotta look this guy up on social media and see what he's all about so i i looked up i looked up his instagram uh and i saw that he was following me but i wasn't following him and i said how what this guy's following me so um <laughs> i checked out his instagram i started following him i sent him a message and said hey man i listened to your podcast it was great and then we just we chit-chatted for a while then after the new year we talked about the idea of him coming on the podcast so uh, he's on here, and for those of you who don't know who Alex Buck is, he is um, currently an Ironman athlete, an ultra endurance athlete. He's a music, he's a musician, right? Um, he's yes. an addiction recovery coach, um, an animal rights activist. He was a former childhood actor. I mean, this guy has done it all, and I think that the, the story that he shares is so impressive. So, like Michael said, this is a two part two part series here that we're doing with him. Yeah, and you know, Mark, you had passed me along a link to that podcast, and I felt the same way. I mean, just super impressed with, you know, what Alex had to share. Not so much about just, you know, he didn't talk so much about his endurance athlete career uh, on that podcast, but he dug so deeply into, you know, the mental health and wellness, his battles with alcohol addiction, uh, you know, the work that he does now to help people overcome addiction, and, and talking about his journey. So. Yeah, there was just so much to talk to Alex about that um, in this first part, we really dug into his journey into Ironman triathlons and um, endurance racing and had so much fun talking to him about that that we went about an hour just talking about that and didn't touch on any of the, um, uh, you know, the mindfulness and the health and wellness. So we wanted to break it into two parts to give you guys uh, a lot of great content. I think everybody's going to get a ton out of this, uh, just hearing his journey from where he started and where he is right now. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think this had to be a two part just because he has so much uh, wisdom to share and so much knowledge. And um, I think in this in this episode, it's, it's like the biggest takeaway for me was is just truthfully how he gets it done and if he sets his mind on something he's just going to do it and i think that's such a beautiful quality oh totally yeah the kind of no excuses mentality that he had where it was just he he set a goal in his head he had created this image for who he wanted to be and become coming out of uh you know his alcohol addiction and whatever popped up and got in his way for most people they would have quit and he kept going and i think just as you said, it's a great lesson to pass on. I think it's going to be super motivating for everybody to listen to. So um, I really hope everybody enjoys it. Um, 
so yeah, this will be part one, and then we'll we'll air another another version of part two. Um, but this is uh, yeah, really great content. Hope you guys all enjoy it. Yeah, let's jump on into this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Finding Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Bodhorn, and I'm sitting alongside Michael Benvenuto, the co-host of the podcast, and Alex Buck. What's going on, guys? Doing well, hey, Mark. Doing? Excited to have Alex on the podcast today. What's up, Alex? Not much, not much. Just uh, enjoying a nice, uh, oddly rainy Monday morning here in SoCal. That but, happens you know, every still... once in a while. I, I know you guys are real soft down there in Southern California, so uh, any cool <laughs> yeah, weather really yeah, throws yeah. you off. So, uh... <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely not the, not the usual weather, but I, I like the rain. I enjoy it. Like, I don't mind getting a little wet out there, so I take it in stride. Totally. Well, uh, yeah, we're really excited to have you on. Um, obviously, not just for your endurance and racing background, um, but also the story that you have to tell about addiction, um, the coaching that you do with that and mentorship that you do with that as well. Um, and I also really respect your dedication to mindfulness practices and mental health. I think that's really one of the things that drew you in uh, to Mark and myself to want to have you on. Um, but we'll kind of jump into some of the racing uh, and endurance sports stuff that you do off the jump. We'll, we'll get to that first. So, um, you know, we know that you are kind of like a, a triathlon guy. You've taken on all three disciplines, the running, the biking, and the swimming. Um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, some of the races you've been involved in recently, uh, maybe what some of the training looks like, and then maybe we could talk about some of the goals you have racing-wise, you know, coming up in 2022. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, essentially when I got into uh, the world of sports, endurance sports, um, and just athleticism in general, um, it, that all started uh, about four years ago after I got sober. So I was never an athlete. I, ne I didn't play any sports in high school. I was never on any team sports growing up. I, I gave baseball a shot when I was a little kid and I was uh, in the outfield picking flowers out of the grass and like not, not in, not into it at all. I was never really an athlete. Uh, the closest thing to a sport for me was like skateboarding. That was, that was about it. Um, and then when I got sober, I started running. So going for these little runs, um, and that built up over time. And, uh, once I, once I started kind of um, getting a little bit more familiar with the, you know, local kind of like fitness community here in, in LA. Um, I noticed everybody was kind of like training for something like I, I would, yeah. you know, I'd go do this group workout and everyone's like, Oh, I just ran this half marathon or I'm, I'm about to do this ultra. And I was like, what is all this stuff? Like, I don't know what any of these things, like I've heard of a marathon. I know that. Sure. Um, yeah. And uh, you, used so to do, I, you started out doing group workouts with November project, correct? That was kind of yeah, like your, yeah, yeah, yeah. your way so, that you found your way into like the fitness community. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So like, um, you know, being, uh, I had already been plant-based and, and, you know, pretty plugged into that community for a minute. So I was aware of, you know, like rich role and, you know, some of these dudes who were doing, you know, doing these things. Um, but more of just like, I, that was so far above any realistic possibility of any sort. It was like, oh, this is this, you know, he's a 
best-selling author and he did this grandiose thing and that's like he might as well have been an astronaut um like it's <laughs> like i'm never going to do that ever this is that's why he sells books um sure. and so um but i had seen on his instagram um this <laughs> this guy named brogan uh brogan graham who's actually one of the founders of november project had been like uh trying to get rich to come out to one of the workouts and so I, I had seen him like reposting this guy imitating him for like a week or two. Um, and I'm like, what is this? What is this thing? And then and then he, he went to it and tagged the location. And I noticed it was at UCLA, like not that far from my place. And I'm like, oh, well, I want to go check this out. So I rolled up one day just by myself, you know, total stranger, didn't know what it was or what it was going to be or anything like that or anybody there. And yeah, it ended up just being this like free fitness group. Like the only requirement is to just show up and, um, and you know, I, you know, I showed up by myself totally alone, didn't know anyone had been like working out by myself and in my apartment for a couple months, I was like fresh mm -hmm. into sobriety. Um, and, uh, by the end of it, you know, I'm like high fiving strangers and hugging people. And we went through this crazy workout. And so for me, it was just like, all right, I'm going to keep coming back. So every week I yeah. kept coming back, kept coming back. And then that's when, yeah, that's when I started kind of like getting to know, like everybody was like, oh yeah, I just did this thing or, you know, I'm training for this. And, you know, um, are you going to run that, you know, uh, half marathon coming up? And, and I'm just like, oh man, you know, like maybe I should get something on the calendar. And so I start trying to figure that out and in in initially because i had been running a lot so like and when i say a lot i mean a lot for me at the time um like the furthest distance i had ever ran was like 10k but it was like i'd been running the most i had ever ran in my life yeah um, that, that's a so, good clip for somebody just starting out to you know go out and just do 10k training runs that's a good way to start yeah, i mean that's you, a nice little base I've, level Oh, I felt like, like, uh, like, uh, Kipchoge at that point, you know, like it was, it was <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like, man, I am so fit right now. And, uh, but it was, but I, I mean, in, in, in context of my, of my life, you know, I was for sure. And, um, initially it was, uh, oh, I think I want to run a marathon. So I started okay. looking at marathons and, you know, I'm like, oh, well, LA marathon kind of just passed and it's not going to be again until next year. Um, what should I do? What should I do? And then I had always, you know, following guys like Rich Roll and John Joseph and stuff. I knew about Ironman mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know, one day it was just like, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's yeah. the thing I got to do. So, uh -huh. um, so I signed up for a, I signed up for a 70.3 in Santa Cruz. And this is the, this is the first year of my sobriety. So when I signed up for it, I was maybe six months sober, something like that. And I had just been okay. like running and working out and just kind of mm -hmm. doing that thing. And then when it, when, when I made that decision, like I'm going to do a 70.3, um, and yet the funny thing about that is I didn't even know what 70.3 meant. Like I thought it was just an Ironman and I, uh, yeah. I seriously, I thought that it had been going on for like 70 years or something. Yeah, like this yeah. was like the 70th year of Ironman or something. I, I didn't know that it was a mid distance. Thankfully sure. it was a mid distance because it had it been a full, I mean, it probably would have been, a, I mean, I definitely would have, would have bitten off a lot more than I could chew at the time, I think. 
Um, who knows? You know, I would like to yeah. think I would have gone out there and hammered it, but um, yeah. So I signed up for for Ironman Santa Cruz seventy point three, and I showed up to that starting line uh, in a wetsuit that I borrowed from my brother for. It was a surfing wetsuit with holes in it. Um, I I borrowed my another uh, from another uh, my oldest brother. I borrowed his road bike. Um, that was all, you know, not tuned up or anything like that. It was creaking and skipping gears. And then I ran, I did the run in a pair of trail shoes that my buddy had given me to be able to do it. So I showed up to my first Ironman and completely borrowed gear. Like, uh, real rough and ready. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I, 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 I wanted to do it so badly, like that Mm -hmm. I knew, and I knew that I had to, and that I was going to, because I had just. You know, as soon as I as soon as I made that decision, like oh, I'm gonna become an Ironman, um, yeah. that was that was my my sole focus for the most part. You know, like I definitely had a lot of things going on in my life, um, maintaining oh, course, my yeah. sobriety, um, doing a lot of animal rights activism, mm-hmm. and just like o- overall restructuring a lot of the habits in my life. But that was really yeah. like the the I would say like the center point of facilitating all of that all of that growth and and sure. and you know uh and and restructuring of everything because in order to train for one of those things it just requires a certain amount of discipline and consistency and i yeah. learned that through just surrendering to the process of it um yeah. but yeah so a, cer- a, cer- you know, I- a certain amount of discipline the real word there is a lot of discipline the, the yeah. certain amount <laughs> is a lot you need a lot yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah. and how yeah, much time yeah. did you have from when you signed up to when you ran the race did you have like six months to get ready was it like a week later i mean how much it was time like did you th- it was spend? like three months i okay. would say so yeah, you had so... some time to spend like going out for a couple swims getting on a mm-hmm. bike and putting some mileage on there yeah, but was absolutely. it a, was it a structured plan or kind of like a this is Alex's vision of what it'll take for me to survive this? Yeah. So Man. when I yeah, so training for Santa Cruz, there was no there was no plan. Like it was like okay, I just need to learn how to swim. Um, I need to ride more. Wait, and, wait, uh, wait! You knew how to swim, right? Or like, did you actually so, have to learn how to swim or learn I, how to well, swim? Well, I like, knew how to like. Distance? I knew how to not drown in the water, okay. um, yeah. but I didn't know how to like swim straight in a line for, yeah. you know, it's hard. A, a it's not an easy a thing to learn. Yeah. That's like uh, a tough discipline to figure out in a three month period. It's, it's, uh, it's still a grind <laughs> for me like this, um, you know, like finding the feel that everybody talks about. Um, still, yeah. still looking for it. Um, and uh but gratefully you know yeah. like uh it's it's swimming is yeah for for me like that never being something that i i did a whole lot of like sh- you know in a structured aspect like it's very mm-hmm. foreign yeah um, other than being a kid who grew up in southern california and probably like went to the beach and boogie boarded and surfed a little bit right well yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like i knew how to not drown i knew how to like get out of the swell and stuff like that sure. but like it was not not graceful by any means sure. <laughs> Alex, um, yeah. Did you did you train on that rickety bike in the in the lead yeah. up to it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have a bike at all 
leading up to it. So I did the majority of my training, like I was doing a lot of running because that was like something I could just leave and do, you know? Sure. Um, but then I, I was training mostly on like a spin bike at the gym because I didn't have a bike until I went to visit my brother because uh, he lived in NorCal uh, in like San Jose. And I went up to like spend the weekend at his place and he knew I was training for this Ironman and stuff like that. And then so when I went to leave, he was like, hey, just take my bike. Um, and so then when I got the bike, I was able to, which I don't know, that might have been a month out, you know, I was able to like actually go ride, um, wow. which was which was nice because <laughs> yeah, it had been a while. You know, like navigating traffic and just even like handling on the bike, you know, taking turns and mm -hmm. starting up again from a stopping point, you know, like there's sure. just all those little nuances of actually being out on a bike that really come into effect. On, and, mm -hmm. you know, too bad I didn't know you then. I uh, I have a Cannondale <laughs> Synapse Carbon that just sits in my garage and, and hey. I, I probably wrote it twice. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I mean, I, w I would say everything definitely happens for a reason because like for me in the grand scheme of things, you know, I, I, I get to always look back at, at that first event ever doing it all on like, you know, the, the roughest grit. of loner gear. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's pure grit. And I think that's what's so cool. That's why I'm glad we're kind of covering it because to me, so much of your story is about, you know, visualization, right? Like saying, I'm going to do something, I'm going to make the changes necessary to get this done. And I think in life, it's so easy to make excuses, right? So for yeah. you in that instance, I'm sure the old Alex would have made those excuses. And, you know, you've, you've talked in other podcasts, how you were a very negative person, you yeah. know, when you were, um, you know, prior to your sobriety, I'm sure it was those well-worn pathways to say like, ah, oh, screw it, I don't even have a bike, I, I can't swim, maybe this isn't right for me, maybe I should back out of this. You kept plowing forward and just had that no obstacles mentality, I'm gonna get this done. So I, I think it's such a cool story for people to hear where you started from and where you are now, where like now you're on Instagram and you've got all the gear, right? You're fully kitted, you look ready to rock, um, but it wasn't always that way. You know, where no. you got your start, I think is important to touch on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I was saying, I had to borrow a pair of, of running shoes to do the damn thing, you know? I mean, I didn't yeah. even like this. This was an, another aspect of signing up for the first race that I've never actually shared is um, I wasn't even signed up for Santa Cruz until the week before the race. <laughs> um, so I knew that I was going to do it. I knew that I was going to do it and I trained for it for months. And um, because so what, when I got sober, I had taken a hiatus from the company that I had been working for for, uh, you know, a, a few years before that point. And um, I was like doing odd like solar gigs, like installing solar systems um, and then just like Ubering. So that was that that whole first year of my sobriety. Like that's what I was doing. I was just like training, like mm -hmm. meditating, driving for Uber, like eating fruits and vegetables and stuff like that, you know, and like, that was kind of what the picture looked like. So, you know, for me, like gathering the money to, to go into an Ironman, you know, was like not a priority, you know, it was like paying sure. the bills and buying groceries and stuff, let alone, you know, getting a road bike and signing up for this race. Like, like, uh, the barrier for entry to an Ironman is pretty, it's pretty high, you know, like with entry fees and travel and, and you know, the, the gear that you have to acquire to do the damn thing. Um, mm -hmm. but I ended up, 
I ended up, it wasn't, it was like the week leading into the race. Um, and I'm like, I still haven't registered for this thing. And I just went on the site and was like, I don't even care. I'm going to overdraft my fucking account right now to sign up for this thing because I have to do it. So I just went and yeah. filled out the thing and like put in my credit card info and just like did it. And it was like, you're registered. Um, and it still, it had overdrafted my account and shit. And I was like, I don't even care. Like, I don't even care. I'm gonna figure it out. I have to do this fucking thing. So yeah. like, yeah, like the, it was, it was, um, I knew no matter what, there was no way I wasn't doing it. Like I had to do it. I had been, I had been telling myself every single day, you know, going and swimming in the ocean, like I'm doing Ironman Santa Cruz. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And so it, it did. Yeah. It didn't matter if the, the wheels fell off that bike, I would have like figured it out. You know, I would have yeah. figured it out for sure. Um, so yeah, it was just coming to that, that ultimate decision of like, no matter what gets in my way, no matter what obstacles I have to jump over to do this thing, to see what it looks like on the other side of it. Like I'm going to embrace any and all of, all of what that looks like. Yeah. That's awesome. And to, and to have that, that fortitude to be on, on point every day for that, you know, like, mm -hmm. cause you've talked about it, right. That every day needs to be centered around, you know, what your goals are moving forward, what the life, how you envision things moving forward. And, you know, to me, this three month journey up to this race where, you know, you're working at it, every obstacle that comes up, you're like, Nope, that's not getting in my way. That's not going to be a barrier for me. Uh, even yeah. the financial component, you're like, screw it. I'm, I'm going for it. I've been visualizing <laughs> yeah. this for this long. So yeah. getting to the starting line of that first race, what were the nerves like? What was the energy like for you? Was it a lot of positivity? Were you having to fight back some of those old negative thoughts of like, oh shit, maybe this is, maybe this was a bad idea. Or was it, were you that set in your mindset at that starting line that you were just ready to rock? Yeah. Like, I mean, bring us back to that moment. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So like, I remember like I went up and I stayed, um, uh, at my brother's place, like for the event. Um, cause he was just, you know, I mean, San Jose is like 30 minutes out of Santa Cruz. So I, I went and I stayed at his place and I remember getting up the next morning and my buddy, uh, Eli, who had kind of been, I mean, we've been friends since we were kids. And when I first got sober and was going on this whole journey, like he had kind of like really, you know, uh, we'd been spending a lot of time together and he was like kind of supporting me through a lot of this. Like the, definitely in that first year of my sobriety, like that dude was, was right there for a lot of it. And, um, uh, I remember like sitting in the room, um, you know, it's like 4am I got to go to the race and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do some, some Wim Hof. And cause I had been, I had been doing like, like, uh, that for a few months now, like doing the breath work, mm -hmm. taking the cold showers, yep. which I still do. Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely yeah, I, still a daily practice. You're um, a wild man with the cold showers. A lot of I, I, it's, at this point, I can't, I can't not do it. It's like too normal that if I take a hot shower, it's like, like there has to be a, a very specific reason I'm taking a hot shower. Um, but outside of that, I got to go cold. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, so I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the breath work. And I'm just like, oh man, like this is it. This is this is the day, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it was it was, you know. I guess I would have like I I, I would say I have the benefit of like performance, um, like 
from your music career, you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. Like for you know, getting up on stage, music, acting yeah. as well, right? I mean, yeah, you, you've got to be able to fight back those butterflies. Yeah. So like, I have a decent amount of experience with like, I don't know what this is gonna look like, but I've just got to go do it, you know, kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Like, because I said I would, and it's it's very similar with like playing shows. Like, you know, you sure. you know, we've rehearsed and we're prepared. Um, it should go well, but hey, <laughs> like one, two, three, go kind of a thing. And, um, yeah. so it was like, it's, it was very similar, you know, but like also different because shows don't like hurt <laughs> a lot for yeah. hours yeah, and hours and, and hours. And you've got bandmates to lean on on stage. Yeah, for you know, sure. Like, for hey, sure. Can you play like, a guitar solo for 10 minutes while I chill out? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. There yeah. was no break. There was nobody to lean on. Yeah. <laughs> at that but I mean, that's, that's, that's the beautiful thing about it is that it was, totally. it was all on me. And that why, it, that's why it was so important to like that, the overall, you know, like evolution of myself and my understanding of myself at that point, because it was like, once I get to that starting line, you know, like, Everyone that's been, you know, my family, they, they're not coming with me. My buddy's not coming with, with me. Nobody's going to be out there in that water with me. In my, you know, I'm just, I'm in my head. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, this is what my day is going to look like. And so um, there was a lot of nerves, you know, for sure. Like I was definitely very, um, very anxious about the swim. Um, and, and that's, and that seems to be kind of a, uh, of a pattern, you know, for me in general with this is like, all right, if I can just get on the bike, I'm good. You know, like yeah. that's just my okay. first step is like, let's get to the bike. Um, so that's, what's kind of going through my head as I'm, as I'm, you know, getting in the water. Um, and, and also, I mean, this is like my first major, you know, event ever. And so it was all just like a lot. It was very new. Yeah. It was like it was scary, but it was also like awesome. And I'm like, I'm fucking here. Like I made it, I did it. Like, you know, like, because realistically, I mean, all that time, like I said, I wasn't even signed up. So I'm like mm -hmm. training for this thing. And in the back of, of my mind, you know, like that kind of like enemy mind is like, ah, this isn't gonna happen. This isn't gonna happen. And so I'm combating that for like months. And then I finally like, I'm there and I'm here and this is it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've, I've got the logo on my fucking swim cap and like, I'm doing this thing. Um, and so, so it was cool. I mean, you know, like it was a great race too. like, um, the swim, you know, I got it done. So it was like, yep. as soon as I, as soon as I got out of the water, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we're doing this, man, we're doing this. And then, uh, I mean, got, got on the bike, hammered that section out. Yeah. And then what, what, and then the run coming off the bike, like, had you practiced? I know a lot of people say you got to practice that transition from bike to run. I had, I mean, I like, yeah, your I legs move differently. Right. And for like sure. You, you yeah. Run it's like a like, baby deer for the first few hundred yards. It's like you're wearing like lead sweatpants or something <laughs> like it. It's, it's very, it's very jarring. If you haven't ever tried to run like after a long bike ride, it's, it's a weird feeling for the first while. Um, totally. but yeah, I mean, I, I, so like, I know after that moving forward, I definitely did a lot of off the bike work, but like, I don't know, yeah. honestly, if I had going into Santa Cruz, like I'm not, I'm not sure um, if yeah. I had done so any it was just, like. It was all new. Yeah. Everything yeah, coming at you new. for the first time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. My and, transitions and, were super long. Like <laughs> I, and I didn't even realize how much time I was taking like yeah. um, in the transitions, but yeah, no, I, um, the run, I mean, the run was super cool. It was like all, all these like cliff sides up in Santa Cruz. 
And like, um, I just remember just like, you know, like just getting it done. You know, I was like, I didn't care if I had to walk some of it or if sure. I had to, you know, like if I was running and if I was walking, um, it was all just about, I mean, anytime I do one of these races, it's all about just getting to that finish line. Like, sure. And what did that, what did that feel? How did that feel? That first finish line, you know, everything that you had overcome to that point, not only about the race, but in your life, everything you had started yeah. to visualize, was that at a really emotional moment for you? Were you oh, yeah. celebrating? What, what was it? Yeah. What were you like it was, at the finish um, line of that race? Yeah. I mean, you know, like everyone was there, um, that had like, you know, gone up there with me and had kind of been alongside the journey thus far. Um, and it was just, uh, it was, it was real. I don't know. It was really surreal. Like I had, I had done it, you know, and I had, I had the medal and, um, you know, it was like, okay, there's, there's no turning back now. Like I just showed myself that I can do what I say I'm going to do. You know, um, I, I'm, I quit drinking for the first time in over a decade and I'm, and I'm still sober. I told myself I was going to become an iron man and here I am, you know? And, um, but <laughs> oddly, you know, the, the, the immediate next focus was like, well, this is only a half, you know? And, uh, um, so, so like, I definitely, it was like, all right, I did, I did it. You know, I, I, I'm out here and I did the 70.3. I said I was going to do Santa Cruz and I did Santa Cruz. And then, so it was like, I definitely, you know, I relished in like the accomplishment, but, sure. um, I knew immediately that I had to do a full Ironman. Like, because I, I couldn't, you know, like that was, that was the goal. Like I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be an Ironman, you know, and like 70.3 is part of the Ironman series and it's still a, a long distance triathlon in context to even like, you know, Olympic distance or sprint distance absolutely. or whatever. Oh, absolutely. It's um, a huge accomplishment. It's, I mean, in yeah. my brain, it's like daunting and feels impossible. I can't even imagine trying to train at three things, three disciplines, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. like blows my mind. So yeah, total respect on the 70.3. That's an accomplishment, you know, for some people, they may never get there, but for you to have done it in that first pass is incredible. And everything that it meant and all yeah, the obstacles yeah, yeah. is just, it's inspirational. And I, that's why I really like to dig into those first races. Cause I think, yeah. especially for listeners or people who are afraid to take on that challenge, you know, they're, they're worry of what that feeling would be like, as you mentioned, you know, working your way up to that race, is this really going to be possible? Am I really going to do this? Yeah. 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 Digging into those details, I think just open it up for everybody to say like, Oh, there are other people that feel this way. I, I don't look at the finished product. This is what it looked like at the, at the start. This was yeah. the start of <laughs> Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. And, and like it, that, that stays the, uh, the, the formula, you know, <laughs> like for the next, going into my full. Um, so yeah. I, so, you know, I get, I get Santa Cruz done. I get back home, you know, I, um, dial things back a little bit, you know, it's like, okay, I'm, you know, just gonna get back to a little bit of normal fitness, you know, like mm -hmm. still, still running and stuff. Um, but now it was like, well, what race am I going to do? Like what, what's the full going to do? Or like, where's it going to be? What's it going to look like? And I end up, I end up registering for Ironman Boulder. Um, and, uh, yeah, which I hear, you know, like even at the time I had heard from, from a handful of people like, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a big one, 
Like not only is well, it, yeah. you know, at altitude in Colorado, at altitude. But, yeah, yeah, sure. but the course is pretty wild. And, uh, you know, so I'm like, all right, well, whatever, bring it on. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm going to do it either way. So I sign up for Boulder. I'm about, you know, I think I, I think I, I think I had about like five months of good leeway from, from, mm -hmm. from registering for that one. Um, and so, so as far as the training goes, one of the things that I actually did is, um, my, my dad lives up in the mountains, like just North of LA. And it's okay. like, it, 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 there's, there's this mountain range that like where the last Valley kind of peaks out before it drops down into like the high desert for like a while. And then after that, it's like, you're, you're heading out to Vegas at that point. But um, so he lives like up at that mountaintop and it's like, it's like, oh, what, what is it? Is it 3,600 feet, I think, or three, it's like three, it, I, it, I'm going to go around 3,000 feet, but okay. it's, it's a lot higher than sea level where I, oh, I, live, yeah. in, I live in West LA, you know, like yeah, I'm, totally. I'm at the fucking beach. Like I could, the yeah. beach is a few miles from here. Oh, I get you. I, I used to live in New York city and, uh, yeah. like I'd go to Arizona and be in Tucson and that's like 3000 feet. And that yeah. felt like I was running, uh, you know, in the Himalayas. Yeah, exactly. You might as well be on the moon. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, yeah. So, so what, uh, my dad and I did was we built like uh, a back house on his property for me to stay in. And I went and spent, uh, the the like three months leading up to the race i sublet my apartment to my buddy who needed he like needed a spot at the time he was going through a divorce and i was like dude just take my pad i'm gonna go stay up at my dad's and live in this like shed we built <laughs> and uh train like at the top of a mountain you know every day and so, um, so you pretty much watched like rocky four and you were like, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to a cabin in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and just 100%. train there like Rocky in yeah. Russia. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, yeah, basically, yeah. And uh, so so I'm up there, you know, that's where I'm doing. I had gotten a road bike at this point. Um, so I had a, a, a definitely a decent bike, you know, not the nicest bike in the world. But um I, uh, I'm up there, I'm training, you know, I'm doing a lot of my running up there, my riding up there. I'm still having to come down to swim. Um, but, uh, but was doing a lot more structured swimming. So I had met up with a, uh, there's a local college down here in the Valley called Pierce. And I had met up with the swim coach there like one time. Um, and she helped me with like my form and my technique. And I just, I worked with her like one time for like an hour. And that was, and then like I, but I was able to take that into like sure. all of the training moving forward. Cause she immediately yeah. pointed out like 15 things I was doing wrong. Yeah. And, um, and that's I, kind of your way, right? Like you, yeah. you are a researcher, you will consume information, yeah. dissect it and put it into practice immediately. Like, you're, yeah, exactly. You're yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, okay, well now I know this, I'm not going to forget it, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I just have to remember all those cues and just keep working on it. Like it would be nice to have somebody like looking at you regularly to be like, oh, you're doing the thing again. But um, I, 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 yeah, I have a de decent amount of physical awareness to be like, oh, okay, I'm, 
you know, I, I, where's, where are my hips, you know, or like, mm -hmm. where's my, is my hand passing my shoulder or something like that. So just like any of those little things. Um, yeah, I'm able to like, um, or I try my best to, and I make it a priority to, yeah, immediately put that knowledge into practice and like, let it get sorted out there on the back end instead yeah. of just like theorizing and theorizing and theorizing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I'm working on my swim. I'm riding up, you know, at like a relatively higher altitude. I'm doing a lot of runs up there. My numbers are getting bigger. You know, obviously I'm training for a full, so it's like, um, yeah. and then I had downloaded a training plan that I got for, and I don't know if they still do this, but at least for me, when I had signed up for Boulder in the like athlete, like section of the website, once you signed up, there was a training plan. Um, so it was like a general, like, here's how you train for an Ironman, you know, and yeah. I just was following that. So I was just doing the workouts that were on, on that website. And, um, and so yeah, I know, I know that story. My first marathon, I pulled the runner's world, how to run a marathon. Yeah. 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 Right exactly. Off. Yeah. And I mean, that I stuff's great, <laughs> honestly, Yeah, because it's, it's, it's like, it, it's, it's definitely, it's more structured and, specific to the event, then you're going to be able to figure out on your own for sure. Um, mm -hmm. it was definitely more than just go ride a lot and go run a lot, you know, like it was there, you know, there's intervals on there and like intention. Um, totally. and so, yeah, that was, that was when I first kind of started getting cued onto that kind of stuff. Like, Oh, today's ride is different than the last one. It's not just like time spent moving. Um, sure. and, uh, I got a little notification from the, uh, the app here. Oh. Um, I don't know if that was just on my end, but it said like recording issue. Yeah, I see it. Something I don't know, but We're still looks to be I'll recording. Mark, I'll mark it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. the the ed, The supreme editor in chief will be able to figure this thing out. If not, yeah. we'll record it. <laughs> we'll re-record it a yeah. different day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, for sure. I'm uh, forty-eight percent confident that we'll be fine. So let's just yeah. push through the yeah, notification. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, good. So um, we're, we're good. So you're we're training this. in the mountains, Rocky Four style. You're yep. picking up some new bits and pieces, adding to your training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really being mindful and adding those and adjusting. You know, make like for the swim portion, like you said, yeah. getting more comfortable on the bike, getting more runs in. But still no formal coaching, like you said. You printed something yeah. offline, which is where a lot of people start. Um, yeah, 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 and. So, um, so at this point, I'm back with the company um, that I had been working at. So I was working for a live music production company. Um, we provided okay. um, equipment for live performances, recording sessions, things like that. It's called Backline. So like all of the gear that's on the stage at a show is considered Backline, like the drum kit, the keyboards, the amps, whatever the band needs. Um, so at this point i'm working in management like handling the uh you know the operations of the project and stuff and um we find out <laughs> so so every year we have a uh, one, one of our big accounts that uh i'm not with this company anymore but at the time you know one of our biggest accounts is the la philharmonic and the hollywood bowl which is like one singular production company and every sure. year uh, during the summer, they have the Playboy Jazz Festival, which is like a multi-day festival of like all the biggest jazz bands in the world. And um, that is completely our account. So like we have to do the backline for every single band. Um, mm -hmm. And so every year that's like really, 
really, really busy. Um, sure. it's, there's about a six week period where like, we're not even allowed to like request time off and stuff like that because it's just, we're working double shifts and through the weekends to get everything prepared and get it all ready. Um, and, the, and Iron Man Boulder is the fucking weekend of the Playboy Jazz Festival. And it's my first year as the fucking ops manager in charge of it. So like, I'm, I'm just basically like, oh no. So when, when I figure that out, cause we didn't have the actual date for the show. We just knew it was in June. And like, sure. um, when, when they finally gave us the date, I'm like, oh fuck, like that's Iron Man. Uh, yeah. so I essentially, I go to like, the, I sit down with the owner of the company and the, the other manager that I worked with. Um, and I have to like tell them, but essentially I tell them like, all right, like you guys are either going to need to let me go do this or like i'm going to just quit and go do this like because i'm not gonna not become an iron man like there's just no way like i i i'm doing it like i had set my mind on this on this path and i have to go to iron man in boulder colorado and do this thing um or i will never be the kind of person that I need to be, you know, like it was mm -hmm. so important to me to, to, you know, accomplish this task and show up to that, to that starting line, um, that I was literally willing, like, I'll get another job. It's, I don't care. That's fine. I'll, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm crafty enough. I've got a decent resume. Like I'll figure it out. So that was, that was like, but they were like, okay. Um, the basically like the agreement that we came to was that I, I need to stay and oversee all of the preparation up until literally like the very last minute that I can. And then I had to, I had to lace out all of the guys with a, like their plan for the entire weekend, like with like a, a like a B and a C outcome option, you know, like just in case. Wow. And uh, yeah. So, so the week, the week leading up to Ironman, you know, we're here in SoCal, like in LA, uh, I'm working, you know, 17 hour days, like at the shop, uh, every yeah. day up until Thursday. And so I had to be in Colorado Friday morning for my athlete check-in. Um, and so I'm working all I'm at the, sh it's Thursday. I'm at the shop. Um, I work a whole day and then leave, go, I go, I go up to my dad's, uh, fucking drive up there in the, to the mountains to like pick up my bike, pack up all my shit, get Bodie throw him in the car and then head out to drive. Yeah. Uh, it was 22 hours before I got to my- Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, from, from LA to Boulder, holy cow. Yeah, yeah, oh it's, it's, it's 15 hours if you don't stop. Wow. So, yeah, uh, so you yeah. Your dog, your dog Bodie, uh, for those who don't know, that's, that's your pup. Yeah, 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 Bodie's my, Bodie's my, my boy. He's, he's kind of the, you know, he's, he's one of the, one of the biggest factors that kind of kicked off this whole journey of change in my life. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. And, so and, you, so you, to, you <laughs> yeah. And as we leave the, uh, the air conditioning in my car goes out and it's 
June. <laughs> June. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I've got 20 hours to drive through like the California desert, through Nevada, through Utah. Like it was, and so, and he's in the car, so he's hot as fuck. He's a bulldog. So I, the whole drive, I'm just dumping water on him and like trying to keep his head out the window. Oh. And like, but he, I mean, he was oh. fine. Like he ended up being cool, but it was just like, it sure. was wild. And I got a speeding ticket before I even got like two miles out of town. It was, uh, oh it was, it was one hell of a day. So yeah, I worked that full shift, drove 20 something hours, nonstop to Colorado. I finally get to the Airbnb. Um, I sleep for like maybe three, four hours and I go out for like my last training run. And, um, you know, I'm at altitude now, like, you know, real Colorado altitude and, and yeah. like my heart rate, I'm, I'm, two minutes into the run my heart rate just goes through the roof i'm like oh shit like i'm gonna fucking die tomorrow and like and and literally like that was my thought process was like oh for sure i'm gonna die tomorrow like 100 like this isn't gonna work and then um and then it starts hailing so i'm out on this run and uh because so uh, it was crazy humid and like and really hot in boulder when i got there and they were saying that they had some weird like thunderstorm like like once in every 20 years like weather and i'm like oh sick uh -huh. cool like i don't know i don't know what it's normally like in boulder but it was hot clammy and like raining and weird and so i'm out on this run coming to terms with my mortality and like and then it just starts hailing like crazy and and like I just start laughing and like that was that all you was, can do right at that point it's all you yeah can do. yeah and, but i had i had this total moment of like acceptance like nah this is this is it like this is this is what i asked for like it's not going to be easy it's never going to be easy you know yeah. like if you want to get to the top of a mountain and see the view you got to fucking climb it and like that's that's just once once you come to terms with like being okay with that and just willing to take this next step and the next step and the next step you know so it was like yeah. all right definitely not setting any prs tomorrow like i'm gonna just <laughs> i'm just gonna try to get this thing well, done well Alex, it was gonna pr it was your first yeah time well no I, no matter I, what it was gonna be a PR. yeah no i know but yeah I, I don't know if you guys are this way but like no matter what it's hard not to think like oh i want to win this thing you know like uh, you you try to like uh, imagine that you're gonna have some like really great time or whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm going, <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, we get back to the, to the Airbnb and it's like time to go to bed and I'm just like, fuck, like this is it. Like I'm doing a full Ironman tomorrow. And like, and I knew that everything was like happening back at home with work and like the festival was going on. And it was just like, it was such a crazy week leading up to it and like the drive and then that that you know getting caught in that hailstorm and it was just all so like it was all so surreal but like incredibly like grounding and like present at the same time um and so you know i show up to that starting line i'm just like man i'm i'm doing this and i don't even think like even up until that point i don't even think i had ever swam the distance um like in any of my training so it was like that was my that was about to be my furthest swim i ever did um and then wow. the furthest ride i had ever gone on up until that point um and then i hadn't i hadn't ran a marathon either so it was all it was all more than i had ever done um that that day and um 
and then yeah at altitude so but i mean ultimately i got it done so it took me 15 hours to cross the finish line at boulder wow yeah unbelievable <laughs> yeah it was a long day it was that, a really yeah. long day um but i got it done so like that was uh you know for me it was it it meant everything in the in the world to me to just like i didn't i didn't care if i had to crawl um mm -hmm. it was just i was gonna just keep moving forward until i crossed yeah, that you, finish line you completed the act you you completed the vision you you saw it all the way through through all of those obstacles and again yeah. you know for me the lesson the take home as a listener of that story is you can't let things get in the way you know, yeah. you can't, it's so easy to make excuses, right? How many people out there would have been afraid to ask their boss and say like, listen, I know that there's this really important work event this weekend, but I can't be there. I have, I've, I've set myself to go do this, this other project, which was your Ironman. Yeah. And I have to, I have to be there. And the sincerity that you would have had in that moment, the passion that you would have had to bring across to your, your bosses, for them to give you that opportunity to do it. Um, I mean, that takes guts, that takes guts. Yeah. And it's, uh, again, to me, what is so impressive about you is that you just don't let things get in the way. And that's a lesson that everybody can take home uh, and, and integrate into their everyday life and in the pursuit of their goals. Yeah. I think absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. and if, if, go ahead. Well, I, I coach about, you know, as you probably know, I coach about 50, endurance athletes and a lot of them listen to this podcast and and I, I really hope they're absorbing that kind of mentality and attitude that you carry uh, into pretty much anything that you do in your life I, I find it really impressive um, but it's that kind of stick to that you need to be successful mm -hmm. and I, I I just admire it man so that's great yeah yeah I mean I, I appreciate that for sure it, um but one of the most crucial aspects of of being able to have made that happen, you know, with reaching out to my company and being and being so willing to um, lay it on the table for this opportunity is the fact that I had been upfront and honest with them up until that point about everything in my life. So when I had taken that hiatus and come back, you know, they knew that I came back having gotten sober, you know, I had achieved uh, 10 months of sobriety when I came back um, and, and had uh, become a triathlete, you know, and like when I left there, I was smoking a pack a day, I was eating, you know, fast food and animal products and, 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 and drinking every single night, you know, like they, they knew me as this, like, just like, depressed, negative, you know, addicted, like relatively just toxic human. Um, and then I came back just so different, so different, just like higher vibes, super positive. Like, you know, I was, I was waking up and training before work and showing up and eating like, you know, oatmeal and shit <laughs> like, and like, and just like ready to work, ready to go, like ready to help. Um, and, and so they, they knew, you know, that these things that I had embarked on, like this thing, this thing that I had, you know, uh, um, embraced in my life and in my lifestyle, you know, training for triathlon and pursuing these endeavors, they knew that it was so valuable to me that, it, that it was making me, you know, a, a, a value to them ultimately, like, 
and being able to maintain this trajectory towards my overall, you know, wellness and optimism about, you know, my place here in this world would make me a better, you know, asset to the company. You know, like I is one way for them to look at it, but um, so the, the, the ultimate point there is that like, I didn't keep these things to myself, you know, like I didn't, I didn't like ever hesitate to share my journey through sobriety with them or share that, like, this is the person that I am becoming. And this is the person that I want to be. And, you know, these are the, these are the things that I hold in like immense value now. And so when, when we hit that conflict of like, oh, okay um these these land on the same date yes this is really important for the company but ultimately overall they knew that that thing meant so much to me and who i was going to be on the back end of it that right. they they were willing to you know be be like malleable to me doing it you know and so like the overall takeaway from that for me is to just never ever hesitate to be completely and totally open and honest about who you are with the people around you. You know, like the more you are willing to express your truth and share your dreams and share your goals and share your ambition and share your journey up to that point, it's it's going to it's going to keep the people around you engaged with like who they know you really are and who you know that you really are. And then it's also going to hold you accountable to your own truth. You know, because the, I if I'm out parading around like I'm gonna be an Iron Man, I'm gonna be an Iron Man, I'm gonna be an Iron Man, I gotta get off the fucking couch and go be one. You know, like I can't just not do it, like and show up to work like, oh yeah, that nah, yeah, I didn't, that was kidding. You know, like I had to do it because I was, I, I, it, I was singing it. You know, and so mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it, it's very similar. And you know, we'll we'll get into this when we touch a little bit more about the the addiction recovery. But it's for me with my sobriety, like I wear that shit on my sleeve because that's who that's who I am, and I have to remember that on a daily basis. And like, yeah, you know, like you guys know that that's my story, and so it's like I I have to be accountable to representing that version of myself that I've given to the world, and mm -hmm. that that you know, like if I hit those moments where I'm like, oh man you know, cocktail sounds pretty good. It's like, no, no, because like I have, I have someone that I have to be, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, and whether that that's not the entirety of what keeps me sober, but it's definitely a very valuable reaction to have subconsciously when you even like take a moment to think about, well, you know, maybe I could drink and it's like, well, no, no, no. Like, because what is that going to mean to everybody that's counting on me? You know, and so mm -hmm. with Ironman and triathlon, like I'm so vocal about what this stuff means to me and who it's made me become and what I'm doing next, because that helps me get off my ass and go do it, you know? So it's like, it's definitely a win-win. It's definitely a win-win, but always, always sing your song, you know? And I love That's that. Awesome. I think it's such a lesson in, in not only accountability, um, but, but just staying true to your why. And I, that mm -hmm. like gives me the chills to even hear you say that. So like, thank you for that, providing that value um, there. I think this is a good time to wrap up the first part of this two part series um, and, and then touch on more of that stuff and, and more about your sobriety and your journey um, and some of the things that you implement into it uh, moving forward. But man, I can't tell you how valuable this has been. And I know people are going to be stoked for part two of this. Right on. So am I. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you All so right. much, Alex. It's it's great. And uh, yeah, we'll hit some more stuff in part two, which I'm honestly just as excited to go through as we did with the race and the, the race mentality stuff, which is all awesome. So looking forward to part two and uh, stay tuned, guys. Yeah, everybody. And until next time, everyone, stay strong. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed part one uh, with Alex Buck. I found it to be um, just an immense episode. Truthfully, Michael, what do you think? Uh, it was awesome. I just had so much fun interviewing and talking and asking questions and hearing his responses again that that never give up no excuses attitude that he had um just super impressive um you know it made me want to go out and just absolutely crush my next workout um and uh you know and and be like alex buck and get no excuses no matter how hard the wind's blowing out here in new mexico i was going to go crush it so yeah i hope everybody enjoyed that part one and uh we'll have part two coming up soon so stay tuned yeah, and then right before we uh, before we check out here for good, I just want to say we want to thank you guys for all tuning in. Um, this has been so far the biggest month uh, in the history of the podcast, and it is growing immensely. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, if you want to support us, the best way that you can do that is uh, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, subscribe on any wherever you get your podcast, or you can just simply share us on social media. We always love that. You can tag Michael. Uh, you can tag me. We have uh, another review to shout out, and uh, I just want to shout this out really quick. Um, if you're into fitness, you'll love this podcast by Big Bill Flexen. Uh, these dudes are great. Love the knowledge and thought they put into their content. Five stars. Thank you, Big Bill Flexen. Thanks for flexing on the reviews here for us. I greatly appreciate that and um, appreciate your support. So let's tune in next week, same time, same place, for uh, Alex Buck Part 2. Until next time, stay strong, everybody.